Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Yeah. My name's Jordan Waters. And this week, I'm your chunk. Yeah. Love that's it. good. That's I was hoping for that. Very. I'm Doge, and <laughs> the wine legacy is more than hunks and more. I'm so glad <laughs> that's back. You said chunks, right? Hmm? He said hunk. He did say hunk. Hmm? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. What did I say? Interesting. <laughs> I'm Carter, and Saul, what's your interest in it, Mr. Wine? <laughs> I want to borrow it for spachunking. <laughs> okay, well, Doge is attempting to um, <clears throat> um, retcon. What's it called? Uh, stolen valor. He's trying to steal <laughs> the valor of the hunk title from who it actually belongs to. Who does it belong to? Well, it belongs to me. No, huh? and that's, that's because I have done myself the great honor. Of being married to a kind soul who is uh, braving the coming winter storm to buy food for our puppy. That's wonderful. And I'm just really proud of myself for that and all the, the work I put into getting to know Jess. And then mm -hmm. finally, I mean, if you think about it, I'm the one that asked her to marry me. So it's like, I don't know that I think she should share the spotlight for this mm -hmm. hunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very, you know, telling, because, it's very telling of a lot of the rest of your relationship, actually. Well, I mean, she's driving my car mm. right now to go get food for the dog that I said, yeah, I also want to get him. So it's like... That makes sense. I don't know. I played a big part in it, I think. You it, sure, it's, you sure it's, did. I'm probably center stage and she's somewhere to the distant right. <laughs> as far as who's the hunk for today. Sure. We have been waiting. Mm. Our entire podcast... To get to the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm. Oh, I thought you were gonna say for I thought you were gonna say you've been waiting for me to be the hunk. No, I've been waiting like, for Doge to stop talking it's here. for once. Yeah. Uh, that actually probably is pretty accurate. <laughs> We've been waiting so long. We have we have practiced patience because we heard a long time ago that there was a new Batman coming. My dog, been... the Batman was announced in October of 2014. Yeah. 
so we uh, we've been putting it off and putting it off, and and now here we are. Finally, the payoff. We get to talk about Christopher Nolan's Batman Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> very, I, I'm personally am very very excited about this. Um, yeah, I'm sure we all are, and we're gonna start with the first one. Uh, seems like as good a place as any, and the first. I'm sorry. This is part of our continuing, ongoing Batman series. Batman, yeah. the beginning of the uh, I would call it darker half of the series. Mm. Um, and the first movie that we will discuss today, and the only one we will discuss today, is of course called Batman, Batman Begins. Dojasaurus Rex, <laughs> take it away. I hope this synopsis doesn't extinct. Sorry, your mic cut out. I'm sure you thought it was funny. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Well, you call me Dojasaurus Rex. Right I said, I hope this one. I hope this one will be cool. Uh, this synopsis doesn't extinct. Sorry, uh, it cut out. I can't. I keep not hearing it. Whatever it is, <laughs> Ex- extinct. That is extinky. Dude, you're just mm. in and out. This week's synopsis was written by IMDb user Dark Horizons. Amazing. Ooh. One second. Sorry. My wife is asking. She's running errands. She's said, I'm headed to Walmart. Do you also want me to go to another store? Where I'm, yes, of course I do. Yes, if you don't mind. And that's a small reason why I'm the hunk. Yeah, I was going to say, is this why? Because he gave her the option of minding. <laughs> hey, it's 2022, baby. You're allowed to mind. Dark Horizons writes, As a boy... A young Bruce Wayne watched in horror as his millionaire parents were slain in front of his eyes. A trauma which led him to become obsessed with revenge. But his chance is cruelly taken away from him by fate. After disappearing to the capital E, East, where he seeks counsel with the dangerous but honorable ninja cult leader known as Ra's al Ghul, he returns to his now-decaying Gotham City, overrun by organized crime and dangerous individuals manipulating the system while the company he inherited is slowly being pulled out from under him. The discovery of a cave under his mansion and a prototype armored suit leads him to take on a new persona, one which will strike fear into the hearts of men who do wrong. He becomes Batman. In the new guise, oh, so this is more the like the novelization of the movie. Sure, Batman. sure, Jeez. sure, sure, sure. In the new guise, and with the help of rising cop Jim Gordon, Batman sets out to take down the various nefarious schemes in That's motion good. by individuals such as Mafia Don Falcone, the twisted doctor slash drug dealer Jonathan the Scarecrow Crane. Let's head to and ads a mis- and you- a mysterious third party that is quite familiar with Wayne and waiting to strike. When the time is right. Ask me how I know Doge didn't vet this synopsis before he chose it. <laughs> I chose it solely based on the username. Yeah. Because Dark Horizons is pretty it's intimidating. Very, various nefarious dots to make it longer. Various nefarious. That feels very, that is nefarious. Good. That internal rhyme is very good. That feels really nice. Yeah. The absolute nards on this man, Christopher Nolan. For real. <laughs> to come in hot off the tail of Batman and Robin and to say, Mm-mm, no, no, not this one. Not quite hot off. That's the not how it do. Years. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's like basically the day after. That's true. It is so different, so unique at the time that it came out. It's my favorite vibe 
of Batman movies. Yeah. Yeah. My super pump. Here we are. Yeah. I Ooh, this I, already is the first three minutes of this movie. Here's what I wrote. Within the first three minutes, Bruce Wayne is already more layered, ruthless, capable, and motivated than we have seen him in four Since whole Clooney. movies. Yep. Yeah. He sits Clooney, you booger. He is like, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I don't know that I'll ever recover from that. It's our start. And I think Nolan does this a lot. And of course, we had our entire series on Nolan. Yeah. Was that last year? That was two years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't, you yeah. don't know these days. I have no idea. What is a year anymore? What is a year anymore? Um, he just, he kind of throws you into a world, I think. Mm -hmm. Just from the very beginning, doesn't necessarily explain anything. You know, even think back to Memento, Memento, one of his first big films. You really don't, you have to figure out what's going on. And so for him to wait so long to don the costume. Yep. Like this, this was like, hey, the point here is that this is a character. Batman is attractive narratively because he has layers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we start like, like just, it's, yeah. it's so good. The beginning so of this good. movie, I just forgot how fast paced it starts and just what's at stake from the very beginning. Yeah. It's Look, been a minute since I've watched this movie. Same. I was realizing that while I was watching it. Like, wow, I forgot that all this was in it. I have watched both of the other two more recently than Batman Begins. Same. I, recent, Same. I would say two years ago, I watched Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Skipped Batman Begins because I was like, I don't want to watch it. I was wrong, by the way. I yeah. should have watched it. Yeah. Um, it's a very good Batman movie. It's a very good movie. Yeah. And it's yeah, a very good Batman thing. movie. That's a difference too. And that is, you know, we talk about the influence that, uh, you know, each of these directors has had uh, from Burton to Schumacher to Nolan. Nolan kind of has a cinematic influence from here on out on just being like, yo, by the way, your lead that's been campy for a while, people will respect if they're serious. I don't know if y'all saw that trivia, but like it influenced the Bond rework that would happen mm. like a year or two later. Really? Like- our first, so Casino Royale with Craig, Daniel Craig comes out like a year and a half after this because mm. early screenings of this kind of lit that spark of like, oh, wait, okay, okay. We can do a rework and possibly make it even more attractive, more yeah. popular than it was in the past. Very good. Um, you know, this, this is certainly less cartoony. Gotham feels more real. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of that to it, but- um, There's an underground railroad in Gotham. So it's kind of like- is Gotham in America? Is, is it? I guess America is a place in the DC comic books. I mean, yeah. It definitely is. Yeah, yeah it definitely is in America. Um, read a book. Read a book read for a book, once. dude. <laughs> there, there is, just as far as world-building flavor goes, this movie has more than all four of the last movies combined. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I want to give- Character-driven. Yes. Yeah. And I'd like I to focus a, on <clears throat> one character first. We'll work our way through a lot because there's a lot to focus on. Okay. But there's there's a handful of characters in the Dark Knight trilogy that appear in all three movies. One of them is Killian Murphy's Jonathan Crane. And he is- I, Yeah, I forgot he's in the others. Only a little bit, but he is in all yeah. three. Because yeah. he Every is Nolan that movie? chilling. He's in a lot of no, the Nolan he's movies. He's not in Memento, I don't think. He is chilling. Mm -hmm. And Nolan was fascinated- with these ice blue eyes. Yeah. yeah. Murphy. So they were always trying to find those opportunities to have him take his glasses off. And why not? Yeah. You know, For he's real. In a, 
he's in red. He's like in a movie about eyes. You know what I'm saying? Red <laughs> eyes. It's the same. That's a good point. It should have been called blue eyes. Really missed opportunity there. Wow. What are you doing? Yeah, you they're know? clearly blue. Really missed <laughs> if you look, If you look closely, I think that's the first trivia on that movie probably. If you look closely, his eyes are his actually eyes are blue. Not Peaky blinders. Mm. Nice, nice. Peaky blinders. Peaky blind eyes. And earth. <laughs> it's something about Earth. Real That's eyes, real eyes, real Killian Murphy eyes. Thanks. I, Jayden I just Smith. think, I just think Killian Murphy is good, kind of always. And yeah, this I've is never the first been thing I had ever have seen him. him in as a young man. And I remember, I was yeah, just I was fascinated one. with him from this point on. I mean, I, I just yeah. think that he is. There's something about him. He's kind of got that Barry Keegan thing that we talked about in the Eternals, where it's like. There is this innate intensity to the man that mm-hmm. makes every word out of his mouth. I feel like it's like I should rewind and, and double check just to make sure. Yeah, I got every. I need to make sure I'm really that. internalizing that. Yeah, right. He's kind of yeah. uniquely in the same tree as like Willem Dafoe to me. Sure, of like this. Sure, just how your face is structurally. Yeah, lends itself to. You're using your tools well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fascinating. Does a great, great job. He really does, and he's he is in good company here. Um, I we don't typically do like this type of structure, but I, I'd like to format our first half of this episode if it's okay. The story is a very Batman story, um, but I I'd like to just kind of go character by character here. Sure. Um, and let's start with the man himself. I don't know why I started with Killian Murphy, other than I just love him. But let's start yeah, with Bruce with you, yeah. slash Batman. Christian Bale, where does he rank? I know we talked about this a little bit. I have already forgotten yeah. because I've slept since then. Where does he rank on your Bruce Batman uh, lists? I mean, you know, I thought he would be some kind of contender with Keaton for me, but it's not. I don't think it's close. I think he's number one. Yeah, he's number one. Christian Bale's mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. Of both for me. See, I'm torn because this is a way better movie than Batman and Robin. Sure. But I did make such a stink about how good of a Bruce Wayne Clooney is last week that I feel like to back down from that. So you're saying you don't believe in it anymore, but you just refuse to. All right. Yeah, I think I believe in it less, but I'm already committed to the cause, so I'm going to keep waving that flag. Just specifically Bruce, though. Specifically Bruce. Yeah, he's the best Batman that we've had, for sure. For me, he's the best Bruce as well. I think he's the best written Bruce. That's not even debatable, I don't think, but… Um, he's the best written Bruce for sure, but I just think Christian Bale is, surprise, a great actor. And so when you give him good material to work with, he's gonna knock it out of the park. And he does here. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. I find him charming when he's playing up the billionaire playboy aspect of Bruce. I find yeah. him uh, intensely sad almost always. This is a very melancholy Bruce. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost hard to compare him to the other Bruce's that we've had though. Cause this is the first one that really treats Batman and Bruce like they're a character rather mm-hmm. than just something for the villain to react against. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we, is that we, canon? What do you mean? Uh, the melancholy, the, the, I guess it's always an act when you're covering up the fact that you're somebody else. But like it does feel like is there a uh, is leaning into playing the role of Bruce Wayne? Like, what would you say in canon and, and like most comic books? Is is the identity found most in Batman or Bruce Wayne for the the person? Uh, most Wayne. in Batman, Batman, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
that Bruce okay. Wayne is a, a tool that Batman uses. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. There's actually but a whole animated is- series episode where uh, Batman has his mind wiped um, and uh, or, or maybe like something happens, he's like hypnotized or something. Anyway, there's voices in his head um, and he's going crazy. And when he's broken out, they say, how did, essentially Robin asks him like, how did you not fully succumb to what was happening to you? And he says, uh, the voices in my head kept calling me Bruce. And Robin says, so? And he goes, I haven't called myself Bruce in years. That's really cool. I know. <laughs> Kevin yeah, Conroy really delivers cool. it with gravitas. Yeah, I would I haven't called it. myself Bruce in years. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's great. But I think this is the first script that actually spends time like figuring out what does Bruce want. Sure. You know what I mean? And like gives Bruce a reason to exist and think and breathe. I think in the others that we've watched so far, Bruce exists only to stop the villain and to maybe solve the villain's mysteries or, you know what I mean? And, and this is the only yeah. the first one that, that the villain is getting about in. about Batman. This is the first one that the villain is getting in Bruce's way rather than the other way around. Yep. Great point. Um, if you're going to give Batman a non-secret identity sort of super-ish love interest, Rachel Dawes is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel Dawes is great. Rachel Dawes is great. And and Katie Holmes is great. And and she's not somebody I really think about very often. I just haven't seen a lot of her work, honestly. I guess we'll talk next week about ri- which Rachel we prefer. I already know my answer, but Okay. I'm a Maggie. I'm a Maggie head. She's related to my to my dog, you know? That's like- true. That's very true. <laughs> I think I was realizing this last night. I, I've never really and maybe you guys Googled why they changed the pronunciation of Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, I didn't. It bothers me. To Ra's al Ghul? I think it's because if Batman is screaming, Ra's al Ghul, and then screaming, Rachel, sounds like he's screaming the same thing. Like, phonetically, they're they're pretty similar. You're just pulling this out of thin air right now, or did you read it? I'm just one. No, I didn't read it. I'm just saying, I wonder if that's why. Yeah. Because phonetically, that, like, the character's always been Ra's al Ghul. It feels like it maybe would have been better to just call her, like, Nicole, or, like, change the name of her. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, it has to be Rachel. Rachel. It's definitely Rachel. Must be. I think that Rachel is really good. I love her being involved in the law. I love her having strong opinions. Uh, We don't talk a lot about the idea of the Bechdel test because I think that it's a flawed... uh, concept to begin with because there's there's other ways to tell how a movie is but i do like it as a conversation piece and the bechdel test basically says um for for a a woman in a movie to have been well written i'm paraphrasing for a woman in a movie to be well written she must have conversations and motivations that are not about a boy that she likes and rachel is i think the bechdel test is specific specifically about conversations Two women on screen must have a conversation that is about something other than a man. It's, so this it's movie, two women that have to yeah, have the, this movie. Oh, okay. This movie doesn't pass that test, but I think that test is a pretty poor metric because we can. Yeah. You're about to talk about how Rachel is a well-written character. That, so that's what I was. Yeah. I did not realize that the the one of the uh, criteria well, was two women specifically talking. But Rachel, I think herself, that's why it's maybe not a great metric for is this a good movie or not. Yeah. Rachel is, in my opinion, really well written with a lot of agency and a lot of her own desires that even eclipse her desire to be with the person that she is in love with. You know, she is not bowled over by obsession with Bruce Wayne. In fact, she chooses not to be with him because of him not lining up with her um, moral compass. I don't know. I'm, I really like Rachel. I think she's I she's too. written really well. And I think Katie Holmes really knocks it out of the park. I think she's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. <clears throat> I had taken note of 
especially since we've done so much Nolan and already liked him. But this is technically like his third well-known movie. He had done Memento and Insomnia before this. And, you know, the real, the real ones out there could probably name a handful more that he did. I that were forgot maybe- about Insomnia. I'm just remembering Al Pacino screaming, <laughs> garbage bag! Garbage! <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> it feels like this was the first time he had the budget to really have the ability to put together an ensemble cast. Sure. Like when I think about Nolan, you know, he's got his players pretty consistently of what, of what he Michael uses. King. And this feels like Keaton's always in there. Uh, and this feels like one of the first that we had for him to kind of have sweeping. He does a good job of having multiple characters. Um, and I, I think it's fun that we're getting to talk through some of these. And of course, my favorite actor of all time is right here. It's our next character we're about to talk here about. In Bat- I was already a Gary Oldman guy. And then he got cast in Batman, which was my favorite superhero. And I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And he does such a good job. He's Speaking so of melancholy. Good. Absolutely. Him and Bruce are pretty similar character analysis in a way, outside of sure. the different personalities. But it's it it makes you wonder, you know, is that why Bruce reaches out to him in, in terms of an acknowledgement of I can tell you want something different. This mm. is our first live action Gordon who is anything like his character in the comics. Who is recognizably Gordon, yeah. And it's far more attractive, is it not? It's like so we much just kind of missed the mark. In other, and it didn't have to be Gary Oldman. It just needed someone with agency. But it had right. To we're gonna be get Gary we're gonna get Jeffrey Wright in the Batman. It'll be fun Gosh, as we get closer. Such a good cast. Yeah, it's gonna be I great. know it's gonna be fun as we get closer to the Batman to kind of talk about these characters. We've seen iterations of them before, yeah. but uh, it's gonna be tough for me, especially as we see the growth of uh, Commissioner Gordon. Is fun to follow in the trilogy in terms of seeing yes. kind of who he becomes. Um, and we and, and it's fun to kind of just see his rank go up, right? When we first meet him, yeah, isn't he's just lieutenant. detective? Mm-hmm. And now he's, it starts Detective Gordon, right? And then he's lieutenant. Mm-hmm. He, got, he gets a, yeah. a bump gets at the very end. Movie. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I think their relationship is so fun. And I forgot how much time we get with those two on screen mm-hmm. of like being able to talk to each other. This honestly feels like when it, when it boils down to it, that this trilogy mainly focuses on Bruce, Alfred, and Gordon. Mm-hmm. And that it's sort of a, uh, there is an overarching story that makes the most through sense the entire yeah. trilogy for all three of them. That is our, that is our nucleus, right? Yep. Those were the same two actors in the first four movies yep. randomly, yeah. right? Batman's the only thing that changes because they're supposed to be this triad of like yeah. these people that essentially are supporting each other and working together, ultimately supporting Bruce, but he has something to offer, sure. obviously. But Nolan has stated that the the Long Halloween was a huge inspiration for the world of the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. The, the plot itself is a huge inspiration for the Dark Knight itself, but the world here, uh, Gotham as presented in the Long Halloween is sort of reportedly what sold him on doing a Batman story, doing a Batman set of movies. Uh, and that comic basically begins with a focus on Batman, Harvey Dent, and Gordon as three men basically out to save Gotham. And I think Nolan is really, really interested in that of there is a way to save this city. There are three ways to save this city, you know, or there are approaches on how to save this city and just tracking the different motivations because everybody sort of has the same recognition of Gotham is not the way that it should be. Mm-hmm. But the way this movie is able to give virtually every character a slightly more, a slightly different nuanced take on here's how Gotham should actually be. Right. Yeah. I think is what elevates this script above just being, 
you know, another of the 1,000 superhero movies that we've gotten in the last 20 years mm-hmm. into being an actually good movie. Right. Does it feel like similar beats at all to Dunkirk? Hmm. Interesting. Can you expand that for me timelines? a little bit? Uh, I'm just saying, like, I, I am fascinated with how fascinated Chris Nolan is with time. Sure. Uh, and looking at different narratives as they kind of play together, which is just good storytelling in general. But he really obviously does, like, cookie-cutter versions of uh, a plane that takes an hour, you know, the, the boat ride that takes a day, and then we've got, like, whatever, the seven days yeah. of, of being on land. But just having three, I mean, it's I guess three is just kind of common in a lot of things, but— Mm. No, it's interesting. I, I I think, man, we've already done we've already done a whole. I know thing. we did the thing. We did the thing. He, and I get it. I'm in my own. I'm in my butt. I'm looking around. It's, it's just the butt. most movie bro thing to be like Fight Club and The Dark Knight. I love both of those movies, and I think that they're the two. <laughs> but you know what? These are good movies, man. Yeah, it's a great is. movie. They're awesome, and especially I think, especially by contrast, after the. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we watched. Our recording schedule is a little wacky right now. We just have had to shuffle some stuff around because we have lives outside of podcasts. We we still exist when you're not listening to an episode. I know <laughs> that's it shocking. And we don't live in your radio. But uh, radio, like we, grandpa. Well, in your car. Jeez, I'm not a car, grandpa. grandpa. I'm not a grandpa. I'm a young man. We're all flying now on our Channing Tatum wolf skates. But, but anyway, tis. anyway, had a very high concentration of bad Batman a week sure. ago. Yeah. With yeah. Kilmer and Clooney. And so I think especially by contrast, like it's it's very easy to climb up my own butt because I'm trying to get somewhere warm trying, from all the cold of all the bad Batmans. <laughs> and my we butt seems about, like a better option. <laughs> I said earlier that this, you know, Nolan's view of Batman changed the way that Bond was created, mm-hmm. like reworked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so similar because I get to sit here with you guys like reading the comics and stuff and be like, well, here he is. Like, here's Batman. My dad was a huge Ian Fleming fan and had mm-hmm. read about James Bond his whole, you know, young adulthood. And it's just been kind of like this over the top, trying to sell the gadgets, all that kind of stuff. And then finally, it's someone who's intimidating mm-hmm. and is layered yeah. and has issues and is a womanizer, like a bad one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, I love the correlation there. Let's let's wrap up our character discussion of this first half with uh, Sir Michael Caine's Alfred. Was he not born to do this? Wasn't he though? Yeah, for real. Never. Okay, listen. Never. Listen, Michael Caine as Alfred is one of my favorite things about Wait, the I'm Dark Knight trilogy. Smell something? I no, smell no, no, a no, big no. Old dump coming. No, okay. no, 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 no. I love him as Alfred. I think he's going to be my super pump for this movie. Him as Alfred is not my favorite thing about this movie. But he has earned that super pump by being my favorite Alfred, if that makes sense. Because there's not gonna, there's definitely not gonna be room to super pump him in the Dark Knight sure. or the Dark Knight Rises. Sure. You're making space he, where space can be found. Exactly. If he escapes without a super pump, then that's I've not done a good job of respecting my yeah. favorite Alfred. Sure. But his yeah. like the fact that he is the kind of sarcastic, snippy Alfred that we so see funny. in the comics. Like whenever he's talking about bringing the Bentley back with a full tank of gas. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is so warm and fatherly. The fact that that he is yep. that basically he a father Bruce. to Bruce. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's such a good, I mean, it's it's Sir Michael Caine. So he's such a good actor. Sure. No one he on could, earth could have done this better. He could elevate no. the phone script, the phone book into a, a movie script that I would cry <laughs> watching. But yes, <laughs> he like, when given great material, a great actor is going to 
do something transcendent. And something about his Alfred feels like he could come off the screen and come into my living room and be immensely interested in what I did that day. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just such a warm presence. And then, I don't know, it's next perfect. movie to add on top of this, I love, I, you know, it's not my super pump, but I just, I love Michael Caine pretty much always, even when he's Ebenezer Scrooge in The Muppets I think Christmas he was Carol. 72 in this movie. That's wow. crazy. Um, he, next movie, The Dark Knight, we get a taste of, oh, wait, this Alfred is also the, like, ex-Special Forces Alfred from the comics as well with his story about mm. Burma and yeah. everything that happened there. So the Ruby. I saw a tangerine. We're finally here. I know. I we've never actually reviewed. <laughs> That's like our most quoted <laughs> line. Playing play with a Ruby. No, um, yeah, I just I'm so I'm so excited about anytime Michael Caine is on my screen. Um, Absolutely. We do. We do also need to talk about Liam Neeson. Raz Al Ghul. That's Ken Watanabe playing mm-hmm. fake Raz. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was him. I didn't either. He's back. Yeah. An old man filled with regret. I Liam Neeson works for me. It's, he's whatever. He's probably the most uh, whatever was big name. Yeah, he's the most replaceable member of this cast. I agree. I think. Mm, yeah. Well, actually, clearly, Katie Holmes is the most replaceable <laughs> member. of It's <laughs> very true. Yeah. Big I year for it, Liam Neeson though, because he had this and Narnia. So did he really? Liam, same name. Liam. Yeah. Liam felt super appropriate for the delivery of. It felt like Nolan cast him because he's like, man. This character, half of the script is just providing lessons. And who better to relay a lesson than Qui-Gon? You know, it's just like, he he just, I think he does a great job. Sure. I forget he's six foot five. Yeah, he's a big tower, Really? Gentleman. Yes. Wow, I thought Christian Bale was like five nine. No. No, he's six five. And so when they had the, the scene, and help me, it's the, uh, what's the crew that League we of, get trained League up? League of Shadows. League of Shadows. League of Shadows. They made a show um, called Arcane about that, Carter. You should watch that. I think when they that. had them all together and he's trying to hide amidst the members of the League of Shadows, yep. yeah. everyone else is on a box. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's six Why, why didn't, why didn't like, Bruce just attack the one that wasn't standing on a box? I don't get that. I mean, it's like, can you imagine <laughs> putting that on and you just see like from Adam's apple up? <laughs> he's like, well, I know where you are. Dude. The, the <laughs> arm cut to disguise which one is him. Um, yeah, that's pretty great. Just to just to deliver a, a second half of the episode teaser plays into my super pump for this movie. So, ooh, what could ooh, it be? ooh, what could it be? <laughs> <laughs> now it is time for some shout outs. It's shout outs, Vince, and it's uh, it's happening in re- in real time. It's definitely happening at the same time as Batman Begins, and not the same day, not the same. About people. nine days yeah. later. So don't even think so, that that's the case. <laughs> so don't think it's different because it's I not. promise it's not. It's not. You're being crazy. That's called you might You might notice that you've heard in the past at other points on our show three distinct voices. And now, uh, as, as if by magic, there are only two. That's because next week is Two Chunks Week. <laughs> and Carter is hard at work in his podcast laboratory preparing something Truly amazing. Um, and he's actually at Disney World, but a lot I didn't want to make it seem like he was Carter's working at hard. Disney World. And I wanna I wanna set the record straight. Once and for all, he is at, at he, Disney World. 
He is at Disney World. And so we're having two chunks day next week to hopefully convince him to come back. Please come back. And brother. return to this podcast. He said it was a priority, but then he went to Mickey's house instead. Come on. Next man. week for two chunks day. Uh, that will be February 22nd, 2022, if you're <gasps> listening to this in real time. That so day is choose. that day is all twos, and everything that we do that day is for all yous. <gasps> um we got some cool stuff coming up and and we're gonna we're gonna play it like a old school movie trailer and we're not gonna tell you exactly what's happening because uh, we want to generate some excitement and some mystery. So make sure you tune in next week for Two Chunks Day and we promise you won't regret it. The other thing that you definitely won't regret is becoming a patron, a patron of our show. Look, there's two uh, delicious tiers to our Patreon. Number one, uh, for $3 a month, you're going to go ahead and get access to uh, bonus episodes of our podcast. That's right. If you like this, there's more where that came from. And for the price of, uh, let's face it, now a tall coffee at Starbucks, thanks inflation, uh, you can have access to all of those bonus episodes as well as an extra vote in any voting series. And let me tell you, that has turned the tides several times. Uh, looking at you, Hereditary. So uh, thank you so much for that, patrons. We also have a second tier of our Patreon that you can jump into at $5 a month. You can hop into our Discord where we're having all kinds of chats. Right now, it's a lot of Wordle content. A whole lot it's, of Wordle content. It's a lot of Wordle and then the various sons and daughters of Wordle. Mm -hmm. Like ab Absurdle, Cordle, Loodle, there's another one that I, I keep touched saying. touched any of them. I haven't touched What's the math one? Nerdle? Is that Nerdle? Nerdle's the math one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The only other one I've done is Cordle. And it was very hard, so I only did it once. Look, I can only commit to one thing that stresses me out about making sure I know how words work. So I can't really branch out to the other things. It's got to be <laughs> Wordle and nothing else. But there's a lot of good Wordle content, some other gaming content, as well as tons of yeah, movie It's not discussion. just Wordle. Yeah, there's other stuff. <laughs> there's movie discussion. We're talking about Boba Fett a lot on uh, on the old Discord. There's a ton of relevant discussion, as well as just check-ins. How you doing? How's everybody doing? Did everybody's mom not let them watch SpongeBob when they were a kid? That's a conversation we just had recently. <laughs> so if that sounds enticing to you, I would invite you to become a patron. And last, please, share our show with friends. Send this episode. Everybody loves Batman. Everybody loves the Dark Knight trilogy. Send it to your friends. They want to hear it probably, maybe, I hope. Send it their way. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So are we just jumping into the second half? Yeah.
That'd be great. Carter, don't do that. Carter, don't be that way. Why do you need that far, Mr. Wine? I can't wait until we get to The Dark Knight Rises so we can talk about how Ben Mendelsohn says, can we get some girls in here? Can we get some girls in here? <laughs> Friend here is asking for some girls, Mr. Wine. And asking get for some girls in here, Mr. Wine. Are we Wayne? accidentally girls, in the episode? <laughs> Accidentally in the episode. I'm going to talk about my super pump. Oh, do it, I guess. Fine. Christopher Nolan, beginning in Batman Begins, (laughs) brings something to Batman that we haven't seen. Really, I don't think up to this point ever. Comics, cartoons, other movies, anything. No nipples. No nipples. Nippleless. Yeah. So my my super pump is the lack of nipples. No, I'm going to talk about one scene in particular. Sparks. I'm going to talk about one <laughs> scene. Hey, Sorry. hang on. I bet there's not a nipple in any single one of his books. Nicholas Sparks. Nipples Sparks. Sparks. Dude, I bet there's nipples is. like crazy, dog. Do you think the word nipple appears on print in a Nicholas Sparks novel at any time? Mm, no, I bet he would refer to it as something else. He would use a yeah. euphemism. Yeah. When Raz al Ghul and Batman are fighting in the elevated train heading to Wayne Tower, right before Bruce, right before Batman says, I don't, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. And then opens his wings and shoots out the back of the train. Mm -hmm. As it was heading towards that scene, I found myself thinking, you know what? That wouldn't work like that. There wouldn't be airflow through the train that would pick up. Wait, this is your pump or dump? Let me get there. There wouldn't be airflow through the train that would let the cape catch the wind. And then as I'm in the middle of that thought, he throws a battering through the window to create airflow so that when he opens his cape, he shoots out the back. My super pump is the realism and explanation for every single thing. I give you this. Given to Batman. Yes. His suit. Oh, here's what it's made out of. Here's why it exists. And here's why you can have it. Amazing. His, yeah. his Batmobile. Here's what it's made out of. Here's why it exists. And here's why you can have it. His, Does it come in black? Right. His ears. That that's great. where the antenna is. His, 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 his Batmobile has all these capabilities because it's supposed to make bridges in rough terrain. He has all of these toys and gizmos because they the were- greatest, The greatest to me is the like run a, run a current through the memory fabric yes. and it becomes rigid and can take any form you've already specified. Yes. Yes. It is, it is a level of grounded realism we've never seen in a superhero movie up to that point and really not since. I think it's been mm-hmm. attempted yes. since. I don't think it's been successfully replicated. Uh, it calls to mind where Peter Parker got his glasses in The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Where it's like that is cut from the same memory cloth sure. as right. the things that you're talking about, but it just it doesn't work. I just think that the the additional flavor added by the seasoning of realism, giving me reasons, giving me explanations, giving me backstory, giving me why this thing is happening, makes Batman feel so complete and so like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Let's go hit people. Now, here's my super dump. The exact same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Because this is the catch-22 that Nolan has created in his Dark Knight universe. When you ground everything, give it an explanation, and give it realism, it makes the -the over-the-top moments 
a little harder to swallow. And I still love them. I I don't, I don't actually have beef watching these over the top moments because I love superheroes and all this stuff. But if you're going to ground everything in reality, Mm. the moments where a microwave emitter is going to poison people, but not boil their blood and kill them in explosions as it drives past them. The moments that you have, Bruce Wayne catching a full-grown man with just essentially the bones in his elbow and wrist. Do you get what I'm saying? These are things I wouldn't pick mm-hmm. apart if we hadn't grounded everything else. If you hadn't been mm. encouraged to pick apart Correct. everything else. Yeah, it's exactly. like the movie spends all this time going, and here's why this works, and here's why you should be okay with it, and here's why this works, and here's the explanation for this, and yada, yada, which I love. But at the same time, it makes me go, well, then why didn't his arm shatter when he caught Rachel Ghoul falling off the cliff. Why didn't everybody in Gotham explode into pink mist when a military grade microwave lit up half the city? Like there's all yeah. these different things in it. There's a little bit of like, in my opinion, you kind of can't have it both ways, which I'm talking out of my butt here because I'm definitely going to let him have it both ways. Sure. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? These movies, they're <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All three movies are so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just found myself in the more over-the-top moments being like, man, I don't know that I would even think twice about this if I wasn't given a reason why the and the ears were tall. Yeah. If I wasn't given, if it wasn't like, and this bodysuit was made for super soldiers. It cost $300,000 and the military didn't want it, but you can want it because you're a billionaire and it's not that bad. Like, yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I have such complicated feelings about it because I love it and hate it. Yeah. Thus… The pump dump. The old pump dump. Those are rare. They are rare. My super, my super dump is at the end as well. Okay. I feel there was, between the moment that we find out that what our machine is going to be used for um, around that time, and then up until the train scene, it felt like this third act when they're in the narrows, I think. The narrows were shot in such a way, and it could have been intentional. Of course, it was supposed to be kind of hard to follow because maybe as the watcher, you have to have a little bit of the disorientation that someone might have of if everything's a little scarier now. It's a little bit skewed. But I think the narrows uh, were confusing Mm -hmm. to me in a way I don't think that they were intended to be. The narrows narrows as a set, they are very Burton. But it did feel outside of the rest of the movie. It felt like we jumped onto a 1X stage. Sure. For the Narrows, for those scenes. Like you're on the set of Rent um, or something. Everybody's yeah. hanging yeah. out on fire yeah. escapes. And so… And Batman saves Joffrey. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Joffrey, of all people. He's the reason. And just gives um, him a military-grade grappling hook, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the movie cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. This was huge for Nolan to get this kind of budget. But someone was making the right movie. $150 million budget. Mm-hmm. Wow. For him to kind of jump into this. And he's just a memento and insomnia. Yeah. And now he gets $150 million. Somebody saw obviously something. he never looks back. Every movie he makes from then on is making that much or more or double sometimes. Yeah. But he ends up making $375 million on this movie. Is so this, with the one, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, just with the $150 million, my super dump is, I love that we got a borough of Gotham. And I think we might have lost an opportunity to make it memorable. The Narrows, Very to good. me, are, are just very tunnel vision and I just don't I don't have anything outside of it's that very good. that makes the world feel bigger and they could have done that. I like that. I, I actually to. agree a yeah. lot with that. I feel like there could have been a lot awesome. more um, character to the Narrows. Yeah. 
like Gotham already being a seedy place that an entire league wants to destroy because of how awful the people are. So what do you call the the deepest, darkest parts of it? And and they could have done so much better, I think. There is something I love so much about some um, shady mobsters club being like, it's like almost underground. It's like there's a street and then there's another street under that it's street. It's Lower Gotham. Yeah. Right? I, I don't remember if Lower Gotham is from the Arkham series or from New 52 or if that's our uh, thing that's been around for a while. But Lower Gotham is the first Gotham city that then the rich built a city on top of it that's Upper Gotham. I and love it very much. It reminds me very much of uh, Piltover and Zahn. You know, am I right? <laughs> totally. totally much, yeah. very much like Piltover and Zahn. In fact, I found myself uh, waiting around uh, most of the time for Haley Steinfeld to appear and uh, to save uh, so many other people and fight her sister. Is this a similar, <laughs> it, does this occupy? Y'all both watched it. You I have, yeah, I have yeah. finished it. I liked it. I'm just dunking on you. I've been trying to shows. ask you guys this question because I care about your answer, but you don't care enough about me to let me finish okay. it. I'm sorry. We've really picked on No, he's right time. though. Does this movie occupy a similar position on the career trajectory graph for Christopher Nolan as Batman and Robin does for George Clooney, as Batman Forever does for Val Kilmer? For in that position, not reason. Position, not reason. Okay. In that this is in that this is the thing that's kind of their gateway into being yes. a I'm, capital I'm B, capital yes. T big thing. I'm answering yes. Not for Kilmer. Okay. I would say I would say for Clooney sure for and Clooney. Keaton for sure for Clooney and for sure for mm-hmm. Keaton. Yeah, this feels like the yeah. movie. There's a lot of eyes on iconic, yeah, American comic book characters. Sure, sure. There are a lot of directors yeah. that take That's big great. soulless blockbusters so that they can make money and get their name out, so they can make the thing they want to make. Christopher Nolan is one of those who was able to make a big blockbuster that had soul, story, purpose. Like, he got to have both. Sure. His cake got eight. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. And you can see, you know, when I think of someone who, and he's he's probably somewhere in the middle when we talk about ages of some more prolific directors mm-hmm. uh, that are doing work right now. And he reminds me in some ways of Denis Villeneuve, of just having this, like, uh, reworking something. It, Nolan, before the movie started, had everyone watch Blade Runner, the old Blade wow. Runner, Ridley Scott's Blade Runner, and said, this, this will be how we make this movie. Uh, and I thought that was fascinating because I'd never compared the two, but there are The cities moments. feel similar. Yeah. The cities feel very similar. Yeah. yeah. And that was ultimately a lot of what their Gotham looked like. Um, you saw that he but, personally oversaw every shot of this movie. There was no second unit on hmm. this movie. So Nolan Amazing. is there directing every actor in every scene of I this can movie. imagine pretty easily a world where Don't. Nolan is a nightmare to work with, but dang it. Sure. The man gets the job done. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did we talk about Morgan Freeman? Like, have we talked no, about, let's talk about We didn't Morgan talk about Lucius Fox. Fox. We forgot about Lucius Fox when we were doing our Lucius character Lucius Fox, thing. this is the first time. So for there to be so many Batman- Right, yeah. And Lucius Fox is fresh and new. So was Scarecrow, and that was a smart move. And Raja was Fox created for the trilogy. I don't think so. Okay, I, I'm. But yeah, not a hundred percent sure. I I don't think. I so. know he exists in other Batman media. I just couldn't remember if it was as a result of this. Yeah, just loved how Nolan's intro into a very familiar place. When did this come out? Oh, Batman six, Begins. Oh, five. Two thousand five. 
Okay, yeah. So his first appearance was in 1979. So, so that, a little bit before. Is a little before. His intro to a very familiar place for people, right? There's a lot of Batman content out there. To go ahead and, and shoot his shot with three relatively… Un- like if you were watching the animated series, you would watch my favorite iteration of Scarecrow. But like he's just going in and giving us like Fox and Scarecrow and just a bunch of like… I don't know. I just thought it was so smart. Oh, because Batman the Animated Series is your favorite iteration of Scarecrow? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like I… It just looks… I think it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. The hat's totally. so fun. Yeah. By the, the way, and, it's Arkham for me is my favorite iteration of Scarecrow. Like, oh, bar I don't know enough about the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I don't know enough about that. To know that. <laughs> Funny that you should mention but, Arkham. I forgot Arkham Asylum was in this movie. I know. At all. It's almost yeah. it was almost a super dump for me. That that is in a in a Batman world where everything is pretty different but still recognizable. Arkham is is very nearly not recognizably Arkham Asylum. It just looks like mm-hmm. a normal penitentiary. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's something about taking the gothic element away from Arkham Asylum that to me makes it Less recognizably Arkham Asylum. Okay. Making it a big a big agree, square yeah. high-rise does not look like Arkham Asylum to me. I agree. Uh, n- another note on Fox for me. Having the character of, of Fox is such a clever world builder. Because this is… We've never had as intimate of a look of Wayne Enterprises. Right. Until this movie. Right. Of how it functions, of who's in charge, the power struggle. Who do we just kind of have in the background? They gave them something to play with because we took away most of their power. Like his his story, I just feel like Nolan was so incredibly thoughtful with our main cast to members. To give Batman a cue. Yes, dude. Yeah. Which yes. I'm now, I guess, realizing was in the comics well before this. But still, Batman having a cue type figure who's like, try to bring it back in one piece. Like it's so yeah. good, dude. Yeah, and, very great. I mean, it's just, their relationship is very fun. The like, if you don't answer honestly, then I don't have to lie if I'm ever asked about it. I just love it all. It's yeah. Fun. yeah. Morgan Freeman, obviously. It feels like nobody could have played this as well. I'm sure there are other actors who auditioned for the role who would have done a great job. But Maybe. something, something Nolan about- Nolan sometimes doesn't do that, right? Something about the warmth, the warmth of this role. Like Bruce is, is surrounded in this movie by people who could, oh. who could be a father to him. Mm-hmm. Goosebumps. This is this was a great campfire. Yeah, like this is a good Kane, campfire, Carter. It really Kane is. Oldman and Morgan. We're Freeman. gonna talk so so much more about Gary Oldman. I promise. The Dark Knight yeah. is as much Gary Oldman's movie as it is anyone else's. In this my is, opinion, well, this that's is not the least. Drew, but. <laughs> this is the least Gary Oldman, and I think I'm not saying he does a bad job. This is the least good job yeah, that I Gary agree. Oldman does. I agree. And, <laughs> No, we're, we're going to talk more. I, I just didn't want the episode to end without saying like, Gary Oldman is perfect as Gordon. I think that future iterations of Gordon looked to Gary Oldman for both aesthetics and Absolutely. general vibe just as much as future iterations of Iron Man looked to Robert Downey Jr. I, I would, yeah. I, I would go toe-to-toe with anyone that would argue that Gary Oldman is not the most malleable actor oh, probably yeah. of our generation. And also so unbelievably likable. Yeah, yeah. This is a man who can play Sirius Black. He can play um, Commissioner Gordon, and those are the only two things I've ever seen him in. But I like him. <laughs> no, man. I, th- I just think every time Gary Oldman is on a screen, he has chemistry with me watching. 
He has chemistry yeah. with everyone with him. He is so likable and um, in the universe that he is in, and I assume that's what you mean by Absolutely. valuable. Just like when Gary Oldman's in a movie, it's like, oh yeah, no, he lives there. Right. I could yeah. show up to Gotham when the cameras are not rolling and find Gary Oldman at his desk doing, doing paperwork. Doing paperwork, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing about Gary Oldman is when people hear that he's my favorite actor, it is normally a, like they can name a couple things, but then he's probably in five or six movies and you didn't realize yeah. it, right? It's yeah. just because he's so in it. I love Spectacular. it. Spectacular. I love it. Spectacular. It is, I do need to super dump. Oh, no, yeah. it's not. Don't try well, to rate no, no, this no, no, movie. No, no, I haven't no, no, no. super dumped. It is, he wasn't going to It actually that. is time, but I'm going to let you do the thing you should have already done. I'm just trying to give my friends a space to my talk voice about got their stuff. At the end of that scene, is, yeah. already yeah. done. I'm just <laughs> trying to give my friends time to do the things they'd like to do. Bird mm. aptly. <laughs> and my say what super, you have to say, Mr. Wine. It is time for my super dump. <laughs> and that is my least favorite thing about the movie. Mm-hmm. And it is this. I don't have to kill you, but I'm not going to save you. That's still killing. Is it? You think so? That's still killing. Is it? Um, I'm going to actually hard disagree with you here, Dozier. Ooh. That's still killing. Is it? If I drive a car and you walk onto the road in front of me and I say, I don't have to push the gas, but I'm not going to push the brake. Do I kill you? No, that's different. I feel like that's different. How? I feel like it's more like if you well, try and hit me with your car, I dodge you trying to hit me with your car and then don't pull you from the burning wreckage. That's still killing. I was going to say, ultimately, the car is being is the weapon. That you're right. in complete control of. Okay. But okay. you could probably also argue that to an extent. Guns don't kill people. The trajectory people of that people. train. <laughs> right. That's what you guys are telling me right now. <laughs> no, I, I hear your argument. Because Batman is in control of whether Ray al Ghul stays on the train or not, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I and hear he chooses your to leave him on the train and he kills him. I hear your argument and I disagree with it, but I, I allow it. It doesn't, part was when, it doesn't bother when, me. Except for the fact that the movie makes a big deal about Batman not. Like if Batman had just done that. It doesn't bother me as much as presenting it as some Batman's a genius who figured out a loophole to the I don't want to kill you code. Dude, I can just put people <laughs> in danger and leave them alone. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have to kill you, but I am going to drop you in the mouth of this volcano. I won't kill you. The lava will. He's like, and then Rosh goes like, how could you do this? I helped you develop a particular set of skills. <laughs> and then there's like a 50 cut shot of him jumping over a chain link fence. I do want to talk about, <laughs> before we go to the rating, I do want to talk about our teaser at the end. Because yeah, here's, and I don't want I don't want to. The yolker. <laughs> I don't want to wax. Big summer blowout. Too romantic. <laughs> about Nolan, the Dark Knight, anything. I no, don't. That's for something else. It's for next week. This is Batman Begins I time. hear you, but listen. You're, we're falling into the same trap that when we go back and watch these, we can skip Big, big Batman Begins. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I, I skip it. But what I'm saying is be careful. It is crazy to watch Gary Oldman pull the Ziploc bag with a Joker card in it at the end of Batman Begins with to tell you where with I was. the with the knowledge now of what was going to happen, what was coming. Are you but kidding me? He, they didn't know when they pulled yeah, the Joker no card idea. at the I mean and I know that's like duh, that's how time works. I get it. But it is crazy. To think Wild. that they are calling their shot like Babe Ruth, and then what? Three years later, two thousand eight. 
It's calling a shot within calling a shot within oh calling a shot. God. Even who we're using Gosh. is calling a shot. Absolutely. Wait, you're talking about because the about second, Knight, the Knight's Tale guy, the, the, the guy from that, Ten Things I Hate About You, the Brokeback Mountain guy. The second that that card is on screen, everybody in the theater is thinking about Jack Nicholson. Yep, and going, "There's no yeah. way they're going to be better than Jack." Dude, such a good point. Or even Hamill at this point, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Uh, the the animated version of that. It's yeah. the same thing that's going to happen if Matt Reeves tries to do the Joker. We're all going to think Heath immediately. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to think Jared Leto, but you guys can think Dude, Heath he's if you so want to. damaged. That's what I love about There's him. There's something so twisted about <laughs> mailing a condom to your co-star. Did he do that? What a classic Joker move. Yeah. Yeah. Used, right? Oh, yeah, used. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's like diseases. You don't know. It's funny though, dude. No, that's it's funny. It's a joke, dude. dude. Chill. Jared Leto, I hate that he's a good actor because I hate him, but he's a good right. actor. <laughs> Sucks. That's how I feel about Little Caesars. I don't want it to be good. It's not. They don't claim to be good. They claim to be hot and they claim I'm to be so ready. I'm glad you brought this up. Have y'all seen the Batman Calzone at Little Excuse Caesars? Excuse me? What? What? Little Caesars has something also, called— Also, hey, Cal- by the way, hey, hey, calzone? No, it's spelt with a Y. It's been meant to be called the like calzone. Falcone? I like calzones. I'm not afraid to say it. I think calzones are maybe superior in terms of portability Okay, to pizza. Ben Wyatt, relax. No, they're— Listen, Stop. Listen, Little Caesars, literally all they have done, someone accidentally— Folded two no, ends of a pizza and said, "You know no, what? It kind of looks no. like the- Oh no! <laughs> hey, here's the deal, though. Uh, we're looking on probably a pretty snowy, icy time for us over amazing. the next couple of days. I'm gonna have to get me one of those. I'm gonna walk to Little Caesars if hey, I have can to. Can I tell you? No I've been it's I've no been different pretty good over pizza. the last like couple of weeks. All bets are completely <laughs> off for the next couple of days during exactly. this Exactly. I'm the exact same I guess same this way. is the part where we reveal that we are recording this way in advance of release. Yeah, um, that's true. It's gonna it be, is February 2nd while we record this. It's going to be pretty cold, pretty icy. And, and as far as my dietary needs and desires, they are one and the same this weekend. It's it's out of control. My my farewell to eating kindly is a sous vide chuck roast that I've been working on for about twenty four hours. I'm gonna eat as soon as we're done recording this. I got a lasagna nice. in the oven literally right now. And then it's just it's time to get nasty on it. I'm not trying Having to some if it's snowy. I'm not Moroccan trying to eat well. Salmon. Ooh. And faro. can I tell you? Look, uh, this I feel is like that would Moroccan my world. This is the part of the episode where people are like just get to the end already. But can I tell you something about me with fish? I got a weird thing with it. You don't like it. No, I do very much. Raw or fried or shell. Shell. So I like sushi. I like raw fish. I like (laughs) fried fish and I like any form of shellfish. Grilled or baked, absent from that list. Cooked, just like swimming fish that's not shellfish, I really struggle with. And Mm. I'm trying to like it because it's like objectively the most healthy form of protein you can eat. Sure. And so I'm trying to learn to love the cedar plank salmon, right? I'm trying to learn to love the grilled ahi tuna. Is that a thing? I don't know. I just, yes, yeah. like I, I'm struggling with it, but I'm learning. What will help you is, is some fish tacos. Now, I do love a fish taco. 
Because you can do a fish taco with baked fish at home but and put enough I, cheese. Why would I do that? Because you I'd can put enough cheese and fish taco. Sure, everybody would rather have fried stuff. But if we go around eating fried stuff all the time, then I'm going to be a circle. And I'm not going to be a human-shaped boy. I'm going to be a circle-shaped boy. And I need to eat baked stuff sometimes. So do fish taco. Mm. And then you can drown it. You can cover it up with like coleslaw and a taco sauce and a cheese. Do love, you don't taste the fish as much. I do love a coleslaw. I really do. It's time to rate this movie. And we're going to do that using science, the same science that tells us that baked fish is objectively the last place fish. Now, the f- best thing we can ever say about a movie... Sorry, scientific cinema scale, I'm supposed to say that. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy, buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. After that is rent it. That's followed by stream it. And then forget it. And... The the last one on the list. Man, I lost trajectory there. The last thing on the list. It's the worst one that we could say, certainly. And then the sound clip goes there. God hath forsaken, forsaken us. I am surprised that I didn't think I would buy this poster. Hmm. After watching this movie, there's not enough in here for me to not think this is a very incredibly well-made Didn't movie. Batman Begins it, get it, buried? Didn't it, though? Yeah. It absolutely, yeah, absolutely did. I buy the poster, and I've, I'm always someone who gives a little extra oomph. There's a little sticky tack on the back of those corners once I see something that influenced something sure. else. And so for this to be the first stab at it from Nolan, hmm. yeah, I buy the poster for sure. this movie. So I thought I was going to buy it because I just already know that I'm buying the poster next week. Spoiler alert. I, I mean, it's just happening. It definitely is. Yeah. And so, it's a dark night and we're film bros. So. Yeah, it's definitely happening. And so I was like, I got to buy Batman Begins so that the dark night means something when I buy the poster. Dang it, I'm buying the poster for Batman Begins. It's a good Batman movie. I really enjoy it. And and Carter, same thing. It It is the, here's a word for you. It is the progenitor of the Ooh. next two movies that really take it and sprint with it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a poster and I didn't in, in, struggle that much. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have had the next two movies be received so well if we didn't have an entire hour of getting to know Bruce yes. Wayne. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And when I started this movie, by the way, in my head, I was like, I already know my superdome is going to be how much time we spend with Bruce before he's Batman. Wrong. No I was way. wrong. No way. It's so good. Yeah. It's MSG. It's the flavor. It's the umami. <laughs> It's the Udaddy because I'm buying the poster as well. Are you? Okay, very good. Do we lose credibility as a movie podcast no. if we're just like, we're prop, we're gonna be, we're gonna give good reviews and then we're buying posters all around for we, Chris Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy? I got bad news for you, my dear friend. We don't got credibility. We got to no lose. credibility to lose because that's we are indiscernible. Yeah, that's true. In our ratings. That's a good point. It's good all point. about how I feel behind the microphone. That's how that I feel moment. right now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I Very bought good. Batman and Robin. You did. So no you one did. cares what I think at this point, but I'll buy the poster. That, the, you heard it here. Batman Begins, one exact ranking above <laughs> Batman and Robin. Doge, Doge likes it just a tiny bit better than Batman and Robin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is the most he can like something, Look, legally. I know that it's a little uh, played out to make this reference, but the scientific cinema scale is a little like the points from whose line is it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's how I feel right now as we are recording. Sure. 
as evidenced by how many times one of us has been like, well, dang it, my rating changed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. But that's okay. Listen, next week we will be reviewing the film broiest movie. And I'm not even going to apologize for it. It's The Dark Knight. Please look forward to it because I, as we have accidentally slipped out of the time stream, there are roughly 16 real calendar days between right now and when I will watch The Dark Knight. Yeah, and be a I am devastated that I'm not watching <laughs> The Dark Knight tonight. <laughs> the only thing stopping me is I know that if I'm like, I go watch it twice, that I won't watch it the second time and my discussion will be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. So I've never seen it. I'm I'm excited to be my first I think time. you're gonna like it. It's about as good as like Fight Club, the usual suspects. Well, I can will I Seven. will I like it more than Batman and Robin or about the same? It's not as good. It it's the story okay. isn't as tight. The performances aren't as elevated as Batman and Robin, but I still think you're gonna enjoy it. <laughs> Did I, by the way, podcast audience, I, if I haven't said this, I watched Brokeback Mountain. Uh, about six months ago. I think you did say it. Movie slaps. Absolutely owns. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. So you think Heath Ledger's like a good actor or I, something? I'm going to I'm gonna be the first one to say it, that I think Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger are pretty good actors. To, yeah, see, I just can't. That's shocking. To end today's episode, I would like for each of us to say our names, and I might be uh, popping this one off a little early in the Nolan trilogy, but say which Batman villain we wish Nolan had taken a crack at. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders. And I am going to go with Hush. I really think that a Nolan Hush would have been pretty outstanding. I'm Doge. I think a Chris Nolan-directed Professor Pig would be the scariest single thing I could see mm -hmm. on my screen. That's actually, that's actually too scary for me to even reflect on. Yeah, that'd be pretty frightening. Hold up. I'm Carter, and I'm going to say the Royal Flush Gang. Ooh, <laughs> that would be super fun. I think that would be a wow. lot. Wow, that would be really fun. And like the teases of like finding out who signs on, yeah, to be each member of the Royal what Flush would be so fun. Pull, yeah, that's a deep As cut. Well. Hey, Batman's good. Yeah, <laughs> the Batman bad guys, pretty cool. pretty good actually. Go grab a Batman calzone at. Little I want it I, so I bad will, right now. Hey, listen to me. Mark my words. I will be doing that before the next time we record. And I will. Can you let me know? I'll start our episode with a review um, of the Batman Calzone. Hold on. I can feel ethereally. I can feel the theme song building up underneath as I'm talking. I don't know where the closest Little Caesars is to me, and I'm about to cry about it. Little Caesars, the Batman Calzone, gets its own teaser trailer. There is one. It's not just a pizza. It's a Batman calzone. Try one for yourself and don't forget to go see the Batman only in theaters March 4th. Hey, there's a Little Caesars pretty close to me. There is a Little Caesars less than one minute from my house. Wait. I will be eating the Batman calzone before the next time we record. <gasps> oh, my Lord and shining stars. There's a Little Caesars. I could definitely walk to this. Hey, Carter, will you eat the Batman calzone before the next time we record? Carter, will you eat the Batman calzone before the next time we record? I'm committing to it. I'm going to eat the Little Caesars calzone yeah. before the next time we record. I will. I I Doge will eat the Batman calzone before the next time you hear my voice. I Jordan Patrick Wonders will eat the Little Caesars calzone before the next time we record. Carter, Carter stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs>
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.